boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. And a very good morning and welcome to another episode of Talking Greyhounds and welcome to the start of September, September the 1st this morning and another big show. Simone, welcome to you. How are you? Very well, thanks Trent. Uh, you're a little bit under the weather this week, but uh, I'm okay. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'll push on regardless. Uh, what's coming up on today's show? Well, today I'll be chatting to owner Jay Ferguson about his Cranbourne Classic win last weekend and also James Vandermark will give us a lowdown on the Hillsville Cup heats tomorrow. What's been making news? Well, the biggest news, Trent, as you would have heard, is the match race that will be occurring on Thursday night between Kennelmates Rip and Sam and Tornado Tears. Rob Britton has alluded to this a couple of times with me in interviews and uh, so it's great that he, he mentioned it straight after the national distance win and you know said he's always said there's not much between these greyhounds. So I think everyone is just looking forward to that on Thursday night. I hope it's I, I think it's a tremendous initiative. I hope it's close. I just worry that Tornado Tears might just blow him away. Um, Do you think so? Yeah, well... What is he? He's, he's beaten him every time in the head-to-heads. Well, not in the head-to-heads, but every time they've met so far. Admittedly, Rip and Sam got reasonably close to him the other night and began quite well, and he was there to beat him on the corner. Um, I just hope it's close. Some of these match races can be a fizzle. We've seen it in the gallops in the past, but I think it's a tremendous initiative, and I'm really looking forward to it. Let's, yeah, I hope it's close as well. Like if they got within, you know, a head bob or something yeah, like that. Great. But Robert has always maintained there is nothing between these. I know. Dogs. I've spoken to him up in Queensland a few times when they were both campaigning up there and everything. But you know, he just every time they meet, Tornado <laughs> just has his measure, doesn't he? He does. But I think Rip and Sam um, sometimes is a little bit casual at the start, and there's times I'm sure he can't see the lure, and he just uh, he just seems to find the line very well. In his races also. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, likewise. Let's uh, talk about the Cranbourne Classic. So Slingshot Hammer upstaged a couple of very handy chases on Saturday night in the Cranbourne Classic. He paid over $7. I'll chat to his owner shortly. And with the spe- speed star at Sandown not far away either, Robert Neoclius, who we spoke to a couple of weeks ago on the program, has trialled his litter mates Blackjack Neo and the recent Snow Queen winner Neo Cleo in preparation. Blackjack Neo went 29.49 over the 5.15 and Neo Cleo... A flying 33.96 over the 5.95. Got some news on the Warnable uh, Greyhound Racing Club. They've been in. Uh, they've been having refurbishments done at Warnable, and uh, they're not too far away from being back up and running. And that will commence towards the end of September. Trials commenced on Thursday night, and there's a picnic meeting for the 20th September. So no doubt we'll hear some mail coming out of Warnable about how the track's going uh, with trials, and um, probably see some pictures up before too long of the new venue or the refurbishments but have you ever been to Warrnambool Trent? It's a great track there. Yeah no I haven't been to the Greyhound track I'm, I'm, I must do that next time I'm down there for the um, the Gallops meeting they, they host the the dual meetings now and it's a, a tremendous event so I will get along there next year. Yeah it is a it, just a really good, lots of lawn area, um, it's like an amphitheatre almost so good viewing um, it's just a great, great atmosphere there just with the people as well it's a very big dog area so from Warrnambool to Healesville where straight racing is great racing tomorrow eight heats of the Healesville Cup will be contested with the final to be run next Sunday the Cup's now group three status with a $25,000 first prize uh, the idea of bringing it from a group two to group three was to spread the money a little bit more evenly for the trainers that turn up week in week out at Healesville and over got, the year. You've got some news on the, uh, this is a fantastic event, the Great Chase. The Great Chase is up and running again. I can't remember how long this has been going for. It must be 
about 16 years, something yeah. like that. I remember the very first one at Bendigo on a Friday night and it was absolutely freezing. It was about zero degrees. So it begins on Tuesday and stretches out until late October with heats and finals at all the provincial tracks. So the final at the Meadows on October 24th. So once again, Tabcorp um, are involved in sponsoring this event and there's lots of free events happening or and free merchandise and things happening for the people at the track and this supports people with the disabilities and And they get right into it, don't they? They, they love sure it. They do. come out and have a have a feed on course and follow their dog and everything and they get so excited and you can see them even if they their dog doesn't win just to be a part of it all. It's a great way of involving people in community that maybe that they, they a bit socially isolated to some degree. Absolutely and hats off to those carers, Trent. It is a it's hard enough sometimes you know, getting yourself and your family to a venue, but when you're all able bodied, but to get some of these people who have severe mental yep. and physical, physical dis- disabilities, yeah. disabilities um, to get them there and to care for them and get them to the bathroom and all that that just we take for granted, it's amazing. But I think they just do look forward to it because it gets them out of that day to day mundane routine, um, gives them something to look forward to. Yeah, well said. There's some concerning news coming out of Greyhounds Australasia during the week. Yes, uh, participants have been alerted to a scam whereby they're purchasing frozen semen vials that don't actually exist. So they've been going to, you know, use them on bitches going to the vet clinics and uh, they're not actually there. So best to check with GA prior to purchasing to make sure that they are valid. Um, hopefully now it will cease now that they're onto it but gee it's um a bit concerning isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely especially there's not always a lot of time between no, it's coming right. on season and um having that organized mm. jezelenko he made a return to racing from retirement at cranbourne on wednesday night he didn't settle well into the life of a couch potato so <laughs> his owner trainer terry marie morris decided to put him back into work he started favorite in a five dog field and he ran third, so I'm sure we'll see him. Um, there'll be a win in him somewhere for sure. Great to see him back. He's one of my faves. Yes, and speaking of champion chasers, the 7.25 track record holder at the Meadows Space Star, he died of a suspected heart attack during the week. He retired just over three years ago after a fantastic career. He had 25 wins, nine placings from 39 starts and over $450,000 in stakes, and uh, like I mentioned, he does hold that track record at the Meadows. It hasn't yet been broken. All right, Simone, that's the news for the week. Let's go have a chat to Jay Ferguson, the owner of Slingshot Hammer, which won the Cramman Classic last weekend. What's making news around the kennels? Racing, Orson Allen, the favourite, only a fair getaway. Mad charge for the front on the inside, Slingshot Hammer, the leader. Going into the first corner, got away narrowly from Undisputed on the outside. Orson Allen got a great run up on the inside, a second and third. Then for the back was Squishy P. For My Redeemer, well back in the race was Midnight Starlet, Vic Star and Panhead or Slim. Down the back and it's Slingshot Hammer, still the leader. By three to Orson Allen and then came Undisputed around the corner. Slingshot Hammer, one in the heat. Looks like it's going to have the final all parceled up and it's Slingshot Hammer. Wins it by three to undisputed. Orson Allen in third, then My Redeemer. Further back was Midnight Starlet, then came Panhandle Slim, Squishy P, and the run on the final is 30 and 20. And joining me now is one very happy owner, Jay Ferguson. Welcome to Talking Greyhounds, Jay. Yeah, g'day, Simone. How you going? Very well, thanks. Um, look, we'll talk about Slingshot Hammer's win in the Cranbourne Classic last weekend, but can you first just tell us how you got into Greyhounds and uh, how long you've been involved? Yeah, probably about eight or nine years now, I reckon. Um, I was, I sort of 
had an interest in getting a dog or doing something along those lines for a while. And um, a guy I was working with, uh, with you know, his name's Charlie Swearer. He, um, he's been in dogs for years. And, um, yeah, just one thing led to another, and I ended up getting a bitch off him with the idea maybe to breed a litter. Um, she was sort of finished racing-wise, but while I was waiting for her to come on season, I thought I'll, I'll give her a few trials and see how she goes. And long story short, I ended up I ended up racing her, and I won my first race. Oh wow! <laughs> and, I a, and I was like, Oh God, how easy is this? Eh? <laughs> Only money for jam. Well, you know that's the change. I think I broke it down a couple of weeks later, uh, but we we bred a litter out of her, and that's sort of how I got started. Um, I was addicted after that. It was sort of like, oh, yeah, I just loved it. Uh, loved, loved the breeding. Loved, the, loved to breed my first litter and couldn't get enough of it, basically. And um, me and Charlie, still good, still good mates. I mean, he's been, you know, he's been a great help to me over the years. I, he's someone I always, you know, bounce things off when I, when I'm not sure or something. So, yeah, it's been good. Good to have someone that you can have as a mentor and can give you advice. I mean, there's plenty of great advice out there, but sometimes it's hard to sift through it but if you can find someone that resonates with you and what you're doing it must be a big help yeah look i think it is and i think it's very important and it's not that easy to find really like um i suppose for me i was lucky but there's a lot of people out there who think oh gee would you like to get into the dogs but they really don't know anyone that's sort of finding somebody who can give them the right advice um and look you know, I don't think there's any wrong advice, really. Everyone, everyone's got a different opinion, and people do things different ways. It seems to work well for everyone their own way. So, um, I, I've always been a big believer. You, you, you sort of listen to what everyone's got to say. Don't sort of dismiss anything, and uh, uh, have a think about it, and you make up your own mind. You know, like Charlie. Charlie's got a lot of opinions um, that you know that I've sort of don't go with, and um, he's got a lot that I've sort of gone with as well. So obviously the things that you have gone with are starting to pay some dividends. So we'll talk about Slingshot Hammer now. Um, there are a number of Slingshot Greyhounds getting around, which we can all um, relate to you now. But Slingshot Hammer, did he show anything early on? Did you think that he was um, going to be a potentially you know, good good group winning Greyhound perhaps? No, not really. <laughs> not really. The, the, the litter, the ones that I had in the litter that I kept... Um, I think they broke in all right. Uh, nothing, nothing spectacular, that's for sure. Um, and we just persisted. You know, we persisted and we ended up with a couple of good ones out of the litter. I was lucky for a change. I didn't get rid of the ones that were good. Uh, um, and the, the, the two dogs that I, I kept is obviously uh, Slingshot Hammer and his litter mate, uh, Slingshot Whipper. And um, I, they're both, they're, you know, Hammer's a bit stronger than Whipper. Whipper's a bit quicker early than, than Hammer. And, um, I mean... Uh, the other night at, at Sandown, I think um, Whipper just got knocked on the line, um, you know, in, in reasonable time. And I think, I think he ran 29.59 or from memory. Um, you know, so out, out of that litter, I've ended up with a couple of good dogs, which is, yeah, well, it's good, actually. It's great. And look, they've only just turned two, so Whipper may find that strength as well like Hammer has. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That'd be great if that happens. But, um you know, look, I reckon he, he's a bit better than what he showed the other night, actually, because he's he's been in the wilderness for a month or so, or maybe a little bit longer. He's had a, he's had a couple of little niggling injuries. Um, so Thursday night was his last run, uh, his first run back, uh, and I, I believe 
leading up to that, he'd only had a box-to-box there. So, um, yeah, you know, he probably got a bit tired towards the end. Oh, surely he'll find something in his next start. Maybe one to look out for, Slingshot Whipper. But let's talk about Slingshot Hammer and this Cranbourne Classic win on Saturday night. Uh, it was quite a good field. You had a Group 1 winner in there in My Redeemer. You had a Group 1 um, finalist or multiple finalist, Orson Allen. You came up with the red box and started just over $7, a Robert Britton-trained chaser. Uh, what were your thoughts when you came up with the red and were going into that final? I was really happy with it because we've been waiting for it for a while. If you have a look at uh, his, his recent starts, he's been out wide. Um, and, yeah, I, I, was, I was very happy because, you know, well, let's face it, when you're on the rail, they've got to cross you, don't they? They do, and he's not the best of beginners. However, on Saturday night, he um, did something a little bit remarkable and he jumped straight to the lead. Oh, wouldn't it be good if he could do that every... <laughs> I, think, uh, I think so. I'm being a realist, he's probably not going to, but, geez, wouldn't it be good if he could do that? I've often said it'd be great to have Hammer with Whippers early speed. Well, you know... <laughs> Well, it would. I mean, we, we always wish that we could, a um, bit like Frankenstein, get all the bits of different dogs and put them together and uh, perhaps come up with a champion. But this greyhound, the thing I really love about him, Jay, he's just such a tenacious chaser, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, both of those two dogs are, for sure. They're just, they're keen as mustard. They just love the chase. They love it. He, he just showed that in his heat run and also, or in the heat run particularly, but also in the final, just just love chasing and just um, at all costs, you know, want to get to the rails, want to get to the line. And uh, I think if you've got that attribute, he's going to go a long way. I think these days it's probably the most important attribute to have. Let's face it, you know, there's, um, it's, it's not that common, really. Not, you know, um, there's, I think a lot of the chase has gone out of the game, really. Um, recent years so to have a dog that you know is that is that mad and wants to you know just wants to get it um it's a really good feeling and you know if you could breathe that into all of them geez that'd be um you know you'd be doing all right i think i think so well jay you've um done a you've uh had a, a remarkable success on saturday night and you've done a terrific job this far with rearing this litter and um your involvement in greyhound so let's hope it continues for you and we'll keep our eye out for slingshot hammer <laughs> RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And there's a big day of racing tomorrow at Healesville. And joining me on the line now is James Vandermart, who will be calling all the action. Good morning, James. Yes, hello to you, Simone. Really looking forward to tomorrow's meeting at Healesville. The Cup, it's my favourite country cup. It's a, a real drag strip up the straight. We're in for some cracking heats, no doubt about that. There's some good dogs engaged in these. I just wanted to talk a little bit about straight racing, James. Um... Is it hard for you as a caller to call straight races? Look, I think a lot of callers tend to, to find it a bit tough the first couple of times. Look, I, I was probably lucky in the sense that I started calling picnics up here when I was about 14, so I've been uh, up behind the Binox in the broadcast box for about 13 years up here. But it's, it is unique in the sense that they're always coming at you. You're not getting a, a real guide to be able to call margins in the early part. It's just trying to define which greyhounds are are hitting the front and I think so often we see it on the sky screen when people watch the races that they think the outside is actually a lot closer than they are they can appear on the tv screen like they're clearly in front but yet 
if you have a look at the split photo finish at that point in the race, they're not even leading. So it's the deception of the angle that's obviously the toughest. We're lucky in the broadcast box because we are right on the line, so or probably a couple of metres before. So it does make it easier calling the business end of the race, but there's no doubt the first 100 can be a little bit tricky. No doubt at all. Now, what about these greyhounds engaged? We've got eight heats tomorrow. There's a real mix of greyhounds. You've got your speedy Hillsville specialist. You've got greyhounds dropping down from the 5.95 at Sandown. How hard is it to stack up the form? Oh, there's no doubt it's probably the hardest country cup to get a gauge on. We see greyhounds like Wise PK, who I think are going to develop into to 600-plus types, and, and they can often drop back and go really well up the straight. I, I did have a chat just a moment ago, Simone, to... Uh, to Cynthia O'Brien actually yesterday I had a chat to her and uh, she gave me some incredible stats the total prize money of the Greyhounds nominated for the Hillsville Cups this year the heats for tomorrow are 2.7 million dollars and they've won 696 races between them so when you look at stats like that I mean it's going to be clearly hard to, to work out where these Greyhounds are at especially seeing as majority of that prize money those wins will be on circle tracks and they're now coming up the straight but for example, I, I think it's really important that the Greyhounds have at least had a trial here. I, I, I really wouldn't be keen on putting people into Greyhounds that at least haven't had a trial here unless they're, they're exceptionally hard chasers. So with that in mind, I think the advantage of a couple of runs at the track can often be uh, beneficial as well. But it, it definitely is the hardest race series, I think, to do form on. Have you had any late mail from trainers who have been up there to trial? And one, <laughs> one in particular, Jimmy Neewab, he's resuming after a few months off. Yeah, to be honest, they've uh, they've kept the uh, the mouth pretty quiet, I think, <laughs> leading up to this uh, this uh, cup. But no, look, Cal Green, no, he often trials here. He uses it as a real fitness booster through the week. So I don't doubt that Jimmy Neewab would have been here more than once uh, throughout his career to date. So I'd expect he'll have no problem coming up the straight. Uh, look, there's a, there's a lot of greyhounds that we've seen here in the in the last couple of weeks that have been going really well under race conditions. I thought Dinah Hunter was a, a solid run recently. Uh, Gentle Giants, a greyhound who I think is really going well. Uh, last couple of runs here have been outstanding. And, of course, Ashley Terry's another trainer. She's always racing here. Uh, her and also Gary Selkrig are probably the two, I guess you could call them, local trainers, just in the sense that they are racing at Hillsville week in, week out throughout the year. And Ashley's got, uh, in Heat 5, number 2, I Got It. This greyhound has an 18.90 PB and has only had he's had seven starts on the track for six wins and a placing. Uh, only nine career starts overall. She brings some very speedy greyhounds up to Healesville. Oh, for sure. And look, the, the quality of that litter, the Barsha Bale father of mine, I think I would have to say it's the best litter for strike rate that I've ever seen and, and I've obviously been around a while in the dogs probably 10 or 15 years and uh, they've all just got this unbelievable strike rate to start their careers and this greyhound here he's got an 1890 pp he's broken the, the the 19 seconds on numerous occasions and you add to that he went to Shepherd and went 2192 to win a restricted win final so he's got the advantage of the straight form he's got Marcello drawn his inside who's first up since May uh, raw ability, of course, the, the um, Adelaide mm. Cup winner from last year, drawn out in box eight. But I think there's a lack of speed near the rails, so I got it, should be able to shoot through and lead, and I think from there we'll take a power of catching. Another greyhound or trainer that you mentioned, Gary Selkrig, has got Peter Gallo engaged in heat eight, number one. He's a recent Shepherd and Cup winner. Um, he was a finalist in this race last year as well, and he looks a good thing off the red here. Yeah, look, he does. The, the only concern I have with Peter Gallo is I don't like it when, when dogs come up on his outside in the early part and really put the pressure to him. I think he seems to race his best when he can get out into clear air, and he did that at Shepherd, and when he jumped beautifully in the Shepherd and Cup recently from box number six, he then came back to Hillsville. 
Uh, took a while to find his feet, but he got clear running at the right time. So I have got a little concern that Azalea drawn on his immediate outside and Startron, they're both really fast beginners. I don't doubt Peter Gallo's the best dog in the race and he's the, the greyhound that can clearly run uh, the fastest of any greyhounds in the, the Hillsville Cup heats, I feel. He's got an 18.79 PB, which is just... Uh, well, it's staggering, really. So if he gets clear running, he's clearly going to win his heat. But I just have that concern that if he gets the pressure early, it might just open the, the race up for something else. No doubt about it, James. I know you would have cast your eye over all these greyhounds. Have you got an early pick? Yeah, look, I'm actually going to sit down this afternoon and go through most of the, the, the form in depth before sending the tips in. So they'll all be out uh, with uh, RSN 927 on tomorrow morning. And, of course, for the following week, I'm going to have the, the tab.com.au previews as well. Oh, look, I'm going Gentle Giant. I think he's one of the better bets in the heats. I just like the lead-up he's had to the race. He, he won here two weeks ago, 1923. won last week in 1907, beat a hot lineup, including Zoom Out, who, of course, was favourite for the recent Shepparton Cup. So it is a, a really tough day of racing, though. I think it's a, it's a, it's a series that you don't want to miss. I, I love being up behind the Binox to call them because they are just pure speeds, just going head-to-head -head in the, the purest form of greyhound racing, I guess, for uh, what we can see now, coursing and, of course, straight track racing. So it's going to be an interesting day of racing. But, Simone, I think if you play each way on Gentle Giant race, uh, what is it, race two, Number two tomorrow, I think we'll get a, a nice start to the day. But for a lot of punters, they'll have to get up early on Sunday morning. The, <laughs> the first heat tomorrow will kick off at uh, one minute past 11. So set the alarm. Well, all us greyhound <laughs> trainers will be up yeah. anyway, James. So looking forward to your call of the heats and uh, the final next week. Thanks for joining us this no morning worries. on Talking Greyhounds. Thanks, Simone. Take care. <laughs> Time for a quick break here on RSN927. Up next, Blake Redden from HRV joins me for Talking Trots. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.